0: Welcome to The Family Tree. Uh no, sorry, I mean, welcome to Getting Better Acquainted. My name's Dave, and I'm your host. Today we're getting better acquainted with The Family Tree podcast, which is a spin-off podcast that was produced by Jen Adamthwaite and by me, which means that today's guest is is Jen Adamthwaite, who is my co-producer on The Family Tree podcast and also my partner. Today's episode will involve spoilers for The Family Tree, so please turn off now if you haven't listened to the show or listen on with full knowledge that you'll miss out on the opportunity to have the twists and turns that the series offers the Family Tree has a Patreon account and if you sign up for that uh, as well as getting extra bits and bobs including some previously unreleased getting better acquainted footage that you can only hear if you sign up to the Family Tree Patreon. You decide how much money you want to give us per episode and you signing up will really help us to be able to make a second season of the family tree we're making it anyway because we love the show but we could really do with all the help we can get if you're enjoying the family tree or if you're a regular listener to getting better acquainted please do sign up there and help me make my podcasts this conversation might have been different if we'd have had an interviewer because we are talking amongst ourselves rather than having an outside interviewer kind of asking us questions and i think that would also be interesting too but what you get in today's episode is what happens when two co-producers of an audio drama sit down with each other at their dining room table and talk about what it was like to make that show whilst drinking hot chocolate So as a refresher to people's memories, or if you haven't listened to the show, an indication of what it's all about, here is the blurb that we put on the website to describe the show. This doesn't contain spoilers, but as mentioned, this episode absolutely will. When podcast producer Dave Pickering is approached by his dad with a mystery from the life of a long forgotten friend, he decides to investigate it in the only way that he knows how by having conversations. Mark Sullivan, who went missing 15 years ago, has been found dead. His body still has the arm he should have lost in a car accident and seems to have died eight years before he disappeared. In a series of 12 episodes, Dave tries to uncover this mystery through conversations with Mark's family and friends. As he gets to know them, his questions lead to more questions. The mystery runs deeper than anyone imagined. The Family Tree is a magical realist drama about family, belonging, change and identity. You can find The Family Tree at www.thefamilytreepodcast.co.uk So my guest today is Jen We're going to get better acquainted with the Family Tree podcast Which is a podcast that Jen and me have made for the last year
1: Yeah
0: Although it's only been out for a few months of that year We spent the entirety of the year making it
1: Pretty much, we couldn't really do anything else apart from it
0: Full disclosure at this point this episode will spoil the family tree. So if you haven't listened to it already, we'd really recommend you go and listen to it first and maybe just don't listen to this episode this week until you've uh, you've heard the family tree and then you can then you can listen to this and you'll get a lot of extra kind of stuff from it. If you haven't listened to the family tree, obviously you're a- allowed to listen on. We can't stop you.
1: The point of of recording this was to talk about how we how it happened really, wasn't it?
0: How did the family tree come to be what is the family tree and is there a real tree in it
1: well those are a lot of different questions the family tree started it wasn't the family tree was it it was just our classic what we like to do when we've got a bit of free time our default shared escapism when we're on holiday or when we're going for a walk when we've got a lot of free time around it we often come up with tv series that we can't make Yes. And we've written some great TV series over the years.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not just when we go, when we go for walks, it's definitely something that we do. But it's also something that we do around watching TV. Like when we watch TV series, we talk about how we'd like to make TV series. So I guess there's two different strands of our our shared life together that, that gave birth to the family tree. One was the fact that we're always making stories up together, but we can never actually get those stories out anywhere uh, and the other one was that we, we were always thinking about how it would be to be co-creators of a TV series and what what that might mean. And so making a podcast drama series is kind of a an experiment in what it's like to be uh, the showrunners of a series and, and, and how that works. I guess people should have a bit more context about us, really, at this point, in that you've said that we... We go around together and, and go for walks and stuff together. Uh, that's because we're in a relationship with each other. Uh, coming up for how many years now? 16? Mm, it'll be 16. Well, yeah, next month it'll be 16. 16 on the 14th of February, mm-hmm. uh, Valentine's Day, which is not a great day to have as an anniversary if you want to get a table in a, in a, to have a, a meal. Um, and we met when we were both studying creative writing. yeah. So we sort of met through each other's stories to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. That's probably how we got to know each other more than, well, everybody in that writing group, we all got to know each other through our writing rather than, like, in the first instance before we actually got to know each other at all socially.
0: Right, It's was through our writing and also through our thoughts around that writing, because we would sit in a, a seminar on a Monday morning and... I have to defend our pieces of writing, or at least I, I, I looked on it as having to defend my pieces of writing. Maybe it was it shouldn't have been looked on that way, but, but I, that's how I thought of it. So we got to know each other kind of critically as well as creatively, I guess, mm. right from the beginning.
1: Yeah.
0: And we've always been each other's editor.
1: Yeah, yeah. An input. I yeah, right. That. Second, Sounding board.
0: Right, second pair of eyes. And over the years we have tried to we've done a few collaborations over the years, right? Uh back in university I think you were in a play that I wrote, uh, yeah. a radio play, which I guess is kind of like one of the one of the early starting points of building blocks for what this this yeah. series was. And when what what else did we do collaboratively over the years? I mean, we were only in university together for 3 years, then we stopped being in university and started trying to write. Like we chose to do jobs that didn't pay us very much money, so that we could spend our time focusing on writing. Right? Mm. Didn't always work out that's, that way. That's
1: not necessarily. It <laughs> wasn't necessarily a great idea, but that's what's happened.
0: That's what we have done.
1: Yeah. Well, we wrote. We tried.
0: To,
1: <laughs> we tried to write an erotic novel together. Remember that?
0: Oh God! Right. Yeah. 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 Right. That was at the one beginning. of the first
1: things that we did together.
0: Right. Right. And,
1: uh, that was. I don't even know where that is. I guess it's around somewhere, but. Yeah, nobody. That that never see need,
0: the light of day. <laughs> I don't think we want to see what our kind of nineteen-year-old selves thought an erotic novel would be like when we were just getting together as well. It must have been very. I just don't
1: even want to think about it. Yeah, no,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Remove but that. But anyway, uh, that, was, that was
1: one thing. But we also tried to write a novel that was that was going to be good, but we didn't really have the time to do it, and it probably would have been a better TV series when we were like half, no, I don't know, maybe halfway through. Living
0: in London. Yeah. So we've lived in London around 10 years, right? Yeah. Probably um, more than that, actually. But anyway,
1: yeah. Yeah. About
0: that. Yeah. And before that, we lived in Lancaster. When we were in Lancaster, I don't think we did any collaborations particularly. But when we'd moved to London, before we tried to write that novel, we co-published together a, a, oh, an yeah. anthology of poetry that we wrote. Yeah. Like half you wrote, half I wrote. And did, did we write some together?
1: I don't think so.
0: We definitely edited each other's work much more than you would normally do. Like it was, we considered both sets of poetry to be representative of of both of our aesthetics, right? So we Mm. had to agree on the poems. And we also put together a live show that we did at a friend's live art festival, which which we did, what, video and uh, performance and r- words. You were in a box under the, t- under the table.
1: Yeah, I never really wanted to be in it, so...
0: Well, you didn't want to be seen. N-
1: no, well, I didn't, yeah. No, I never really wanted to be in it, so... Um... Then when I was, I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to. I'm not a stage person. I'm not a performer. Right. I don't want to be. But uh, when it became clear that my voice was needed, I found a way of being off stage. Uh, Well, I would have found a way of being off stage, except there wasn't one. So, I was on stage in a box. (laughs) Right.
0: And then I think after that, we also we together co-produced a couple of series of short stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, Called was it sharp things sharp things yeah for rethink uh, audio which is which well rethink radio as it was back then uh, and I also for that at the same time as that I wrote a radio drama um which was a kind of I don't know what that was like it was like basically the the that was that series was called Numbers the concept behind it and and again it was two series that I made of that uh the concept behind it was kind of it started off with somebody in a call center ringing up people from the from their life uh from their past to try and uh to try and get to kind of to understand themselves and to interview them uh like from from the outside and then in the series two it was revealed that that character was dead and that heaven was a call centre and that, uh, well, Purgatory was a call centre and it went much more in a magical realist fantasy direction and one episode of it was nominated for a Sony Radio Award. Uh, it was a episode where the main character, Sam, phoned her mother to uh, ask her mother, to well, she was finding out that she had died so she rung up her mother and there's kind of this conversation between a mother and their dead daughter um, and that, that, I think, was a, a, another good kind of example of, of where The Family Tree came out of, I guess, That's, mm. that series, Numbers.
1: Well, it was also sort of your first your first step on your podcasting journey.
0: Yeah, I didn't know about podcasts till then, yeah. And it was a lot of years after I got into actual podcasts and started making Getting Better Acquainted, which people are listening to now, and other kinds of podcasts that I've made too. Um, but none of them have been fictional since I started getting really into podcasts. But my first podcast experience was fiction mm. uh, and it did all right it did quite well I mean I went to the Sony Radio Awards didn't win but uh, it it was a weird surreal thing uh, being at the Sonys in the evening with all of these kind of A-list celebrities and then uh, the next day getting up and going and doing my job uh, as a library outreach worker uh, and thinking how w- weirdly different you know the distance between the kids I was working with and the stars I'd hung out with. The but the other before. thing about
1: that that Radio Awards is it, it's, well, apart from the fact that Rethink Audio is obviously Matt's uh, project. Yeah, Matt's Matt And is somebody we knew from um, that same creative writing course in the annuals. Right, he
0: met us probably on the same day. Yeah, yeah we all met.
1: Yeah. So uh, apart from the fact that that was his project, the, the Radio Awards was also where you met some other people who oh, yeah. turned out to be crucial in
0: right, the That's right. of the but show our show uh, was up against Answer Me This which is made by Helen and Ollie yeah so Helen's our friend and <laughs> been, she's been very pivotal and uh, she's been in uh, the family tree in the cuttings episodes but she's also been really a great kind of friend to us and uh, talked us through some stuff uh, all the way through the process. But I didn't meet her at that Sony Radio Awards. I reached out to her afterwards and said we were up against each other. Um, I didn't have the guts to go and speak to her in the room. Mm. I sort of saw her from afar, I think. But then she she came on Getting Better Acquainted. Her and Ollie came on Getting Better Acquainted. And I met Martin as well, who is another friend.
1: And he was also been uh, really important as a kind of, in, in this process, as somebody to talk to about...
0: How to make it it. exactly? I mean, and also the podcast support group that Helen Mm. started up has been another resource for us with this uh, to help us to know what we're doing. Um, Because uh, with the the, with numbers that was produced by Matt, I I just wrote it. Whereas with this, uh, we did everything, and I had some experience of it. You had no experience of pretty much anything we were doing. So we've been doing a lot of learning, both of us, in this process.
1: Well, I suppose that's the other um, sort of thing to say about the how it started was, that from the the uh, idea of writing TV series that we can't make, it became about kind of well, how can what can we do, that we can make, uh, and also how how can we fit creating a finished thing into life as it currently is, which is busy and full of work, and you know we're tired, and I'd finished a novel and I wasn't necessarily in quite the right place to start.
0: A new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it, isn't it? You've been writing novels. I've, ri- I've written novels, but but I've also got out and done other kinds of art, uh, some of which is a bit more. Uh, you can get it out to an audience uh, because I've run nights or I've made podcasts and you don't need someone to publish you uh, to get out there. Whereas you've had years of writing a novel and then you've finished it and then these days people want writers to have a profile to have Mm. an audience before they even start to consider them to be published as a rule um and so it was partly we were thinking well how can you do a project that can get your name out there in a a quicker way than and get an audience and reach people and get your work out to people and have the experience of an audience yeah but although you know then we went and made a podcast which has been really hard to include you in because because you're officially within the podcast not, not there yeah. uh it's just your voice at the end doing the credits um but it's totally you as well as me like it's you know it, just because I'm the performance face of the show creatively it's been
1: uh, oh, I was definitely absolutely 50/50 it's been I've had to remember that at times because partly because the way we framed it means that people often when they react to it I'm not included in that which yeah is, Right, because that is how we've built it up, <laughs> but uh, also <laughs> like, along all... the way, because I haven't been the voice, because I haven't been in it, and also because I, haven't, I know now about podcast editing, as far as I know, but at the beginning I didn't know anything about it, so it's been difficult to always feel as if it was as much mine, even though obviously it is, and that is something I've had to keep rem- reminding myself.
0: Well, it's been great for me in that respect, because it's been really good to have you understand finally what podcasting ed- editing actually is. It's like, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm su- sorry to anybody who loves editing out there, but this is uh, this is not a room where, where we're in agreement with you. We both hate, hate editing in many ways.
1: All oh, that sound in your head. <laughs> oh, I don't
0: know. Yeah, you hate it more than me. I think, because you're an introvert and so it's really hard to just be constantly it's with It's actually
1: people. really stopped me listening to podcasts as well. I used to <laughs> listen to podcasts at any moment, if I was cooking or whatever. But when we were doing the editing particularly, but it hasn't even completely worn off, I, I just don't want the radio on or anything it's just too much (laughs) I just want a bit of quiet
0: right 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 (laughs) um but from a practical perspective I mean I I do like the effect of editing and I can enjoy editing sometimes but it's also really boring and long and hard work and gruelling and there's nothing to show for it and it's also ethereal and if it crashes and you had that experience twice,
1: twice and also the better you've done the better job you've done the less anybody knows what you've done
0: Right, exactly. So, which is
1: good. So, obviously, if if you've done a good job, then nobody knows the pain.
0: But <laughs> conversely, if they do notice anything, it's your fault. Yeah, like it's not like you know, it, it, you can't hide it. People, you know, and if they and they, if they do notice something, sometimes people point that out, and that's hard, harsh, harsh as well, because it's like. I mean, The Family Tree's been different. We've really, really listened back to The Family Tree a lot of times. So I think the final mixes have been uh, very, you know, as polished as they could be within the confines of the format of the show, which is supposed to be badly recorded. And maybe we recorded it a little bit worse than we would have liked to. Um, But we had, you know, from what we could get from the source material, it's been really polished. But Getting Better Acquainted, I just... Edit it quickly to get it out every week. Mm. You know, sure, there's going to be noticeable cuts. Big deal. Um, you know, it, I, I'm not saying that. You know, as long as it's as long as people can, can listen to it and they take it for what it is, then that's good. Mm. You know, from in my in my view. But there's a lot of sound purists out there, and I'm always very aware of those those people, and more and more so the longer I make podcasts for. So that's been a hard thing doing the family tree, like worrying about, worrying about if people get that we're deliberately mm. not polished. Like it's, delib- it's part of the fiction of the show. It's part of what makes it feel real, hopefully, yeah, is that it feels DIY and kind Although of... Although
1: then that's also been a problem for it because there's been times where we've recorded things that are supposed to be in different locations that are in fact in the same location So when a sound has happened that is explainable in one fictional location, it doesn't really make sense necessarily in another one. Right. That's been problematic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, making it sound real has been definitely an interesting part of the process. And I guess it's not even something we've written down in our. We've got a kind of uh, list of bullet points to cover. It's not even something we've written down, but we should get to it. But I guess we're still at how it started. and We haven't even got to us even starting it yet. So partly it came from our conversations together about making stories and our previous collaborations making stories and you as a novelist and as a a writer generally gravitate towards magical realism Mm. and I as a writer uh, gravitate towards I guess realism and fantasy and so making a, or science fiction and so making, or horror. But anyway, (laughs) like weird stuff or real. And I like a bit of a mix of both anyway. Basically, we both really kind of make magical realism, I guess. And so we decided to make it that. And then partly this, so it partly came out of your frustration, partly came out of our conversations and it partly came out of my frustration with making so much true stuff, mm. being known as authentic and, and being known as uh, kind of like open and honest and all the things I want to be. And I try to be, and I don't think people, you know, people shouldn't lionize me for these things. It's that, 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 I don't always achieve them and nor am I as, as opaque as I seem to be. Is opaque a word? No, Is it right isn't a word, but I don't
1: think it's the one that Doesn't it want? mean see-through? No, it's the opposite. Oh, you can't transparent. see. I'm not as transparent. <laughs> there you go. There I am being opaque
0: when I should be transparent. Um, but I, I, was getting kind of like, that's not, uh, that's not what I do. Like that's not the only thing I do. I make up imaginary stories. That's how I started. This, this true storytelling and uh, podcasting was a sideline. Uh, for me, at first, my my main my main thing is making up dramas and and songs and, and 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 novels and stories, and so I wanted to kind of I wanted to fuck with my public persona a little bit mm-hmm. and find a way of of and I wanted a way of like making it a, kind of capitalizing on my existing audience with getting better acquainted and and bringing that to whatever we were doing. So we kind of had in our heads, I guess, magical realism.
1: And getting better acquainted and getting better
0: acquainted, uh, and that's was that all we went into when we when we started the process?
1: I think well, I think that maybe we'd started with the initial idea, which is very different to um, the idea we ended up with before we even got that, and then we started saying, "Well, how could we make something and then
0: that, yeah, what was the initial idea?
1: We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? We can't really fully remember, but I think it was to do with parallel universes, twins. It was always about twins. Yeah. Um, but there was something about parallel there was definitely universes. parallel
0: universes, and there was some kind of. I think our initial conception of changelings was very different from its final. I think the,
1: yeah, the original concept of the changeling was was to do with parallel
0: universes. Yeah, it came in from that? And it was to do with different... the twins
1: being in different. Like, moving between, or one of the twins moving between? Yeah,
0: or something.
1: It was a lot of what if, wasn't it? You know, what if this happens, what if that happens, what would that mean?
0: Right. And then we were thinking, oh, so I wanted to make something positive as well because a lot of the stuff I've made of late, partly because I started a, a show called Stand Up Tragedy, had been tragic and had been sad and had been. And I, So I wanted to make a family, a family drama that was about a family coming together because all of my work generally is about families splitting apart and being destroyed, you know. Uh, whether Which is that's... what we
1: did to this family first, really.
0: <laughs> well, we 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 destroyed them so we could put them back together. Yeah, yeah. and actually that's a, it's doubly ironic because uh, in the end there's a really big tragedy. I think in the heart of this series, which I didn't know we didn't know about that really even till way late in the process. But anyway, so we, we're just getting started in the process. So we 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 decided we'd make a magical realist thing. That was a spin off from Getting Better Acquainted, and I would be the person investigating the mystery.
1: Yeah. And one of the things about it being like Getting Better Acquainted was that it had to fit in with life. So we didn't want a massive writing project, we didn't want to write scripts. Right. We didn't want to spend, well, we didn't have the time to do that it was never going to happen if
0: we did that this is that's ironic though isn't it because (laughs) we ended up putting a hell of a lot of time into making this show and probably i would say pretty much as much maybe as if we'd have written it yeah i think
1: so but we just we wouldn't have done it though if we'd know if we'd realized or no if we we would never have started writing scripts and so we did do that amount of work but
0: but we did it yeah, yeah and also the work had started yeah we didn't have to write the entire script and then, uh, then try and get it made. Uh, we wrote as we went along. We kind of created the world as we went along.
1: Mm. Yeah, we had a basic skeleton of how it would work, but things shifted all the time, and we'd realise something that didn't make sense, that we'd have to figure out a whole complicated... <laughs> Explanation for
0: right. I mean, so so we started off just going for walks, talking about it. We took between uh, Christmas and New Year uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, we came up with the basic bare bones of the story we wanted to tell. And invented, uh,
1: I think, the initial characters as well.
0: Some of the initial characters. We changed the characters as we went on a little bit in terms of casting.
1: Well, that was why I said initial characters.
0: Yeah, okay, good. good, <laughs> <laughs> Sure.
1: And that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, thought, like, we was were. loads of fun.
1: And we did a lot of the... The character work was a, a lot done with the cast later on, but a lot of the initial character work was we spent a lot of time sort of walking around the lake saying, well, what, what would Nathan think about this? What would Nathan think about that? What would, sh-? you know?
0: Right, exactly. And we were, and, and I mean, yeah, we, and we came up with like the basic, the basic family, the basic mystery, the basic uh, way that the episodes would work. Yeah. We came up with the cuttings idea and worked out how that would work too, which we'll go into a little bit more detail later. Um and then um after that we what did we do? We sent off we we contacted a load of different performers that I knew. Yeah. to find out if they would be interested in doing what we were doing.
1: Yeah.
0: We told them what how much money we would pay them, so we must have also planned that.
1: Yeah, I think... Well, don't, did uh, we? An, I don't think we did. Fact, no, no, initially we just said, are you interested? Are you interested, yeah. Um, so
0: we did that later, the actual working out the structure of how we'd make the show. Yeah. Because we at that point we didn't even know if it was going to be feasible. We didn't know if, if, if all of our performer friends would say, or if all of my performer friends, because the, you didn't really know them. I mean, and yeah. even friends, I mean, acquaintances and friends, I would say, maybe. So I reached out to a load of people and everyone said yes. yeah. I mean, which actually meant that a few people were a little bit offended that we didn't uh, take them up on it. But, um, but yeah, we had like overwhelmingly everyone said, yeah, we'd be interested in doing that.
1: Yeah.
0: Which made, meant that we knew it was feasible, but it also meant that we then could take the characters and aim them at some of the people who'd said yes and yeah. work them through. Yeah,
1: which meant a few different things like um, Ben changing gender.
0: Right, yeah, we gender swapped Ben and Cora.
1: Yeah, because it was go- it, Cora wasn't going to be Cora, but she was so well. No, hang on, let's uh, Ben, the child, the the eldest child was going to be a woman, right? Um, and there was always going to be Maya, but uh, I can't even remember. I think I think Ben had a name as a woman, but I can't remember what it was. And and they
0: were definitely they were both nurses.
1: Yeah, everything. They, they, you know, the basic bones of their lives were similar, but they were. It was the woman who was in the family right
0: right, and in yeah. fact we were we were pleased about that gen- gender swap because it actually meant that the racial dynamics of the couple were better in a, in a well, that way that was more right, interesting because we
1: wanted tasha wasn't it Isn't the
0: reason we swapped it was because we wanted tasha, but it's more in, it's, it's there's less representation of uh mixed race. Uh, relationships with the woman being black and the man being white. It's much more common that you see a black man with a white woman within culture uh, not necessarily within individual lives at all Uh, and so it was a less represented uh, dynamic so we were pleased about that and actually we should say as well about in terms of the the race casting we had a a policy generally in casting this show uh, which was that we were gonna, we cast uh, white characters in a colourblind way. So it doesn't matter what race uh, the person is who's playing that character if they're white. But we wanted people from uh, groups who are less represented than white people to be only played by people from those groups. And in fact, that, that doesn't just go for race, it goes for gender. Mm. Um, so our non-binary character was played by a non-binary person.
1: I don't think we would have had a non-binary character if we hadn't got a non-binary actor.
0: Right and the reason that we made that decision was because I guess we both feel I think it's fair to say that white people are the default within art Mm -hmm. so kind of everyone's had a lot of that experience shown to them so you're going to be able to play that regardless. People from minority backgrounds uh, or I don't even know if minority is the right word but people from uh, less represented backgrounds they have they have stuff that they know about that experience that we can't know as writers mm. and that that they can bring to the characters so it was an art it's, it's an aesthetic point of uh reason as much as anything else we knew that we we would get better and more real characters if we uh cast people from from those mm. from the right backgrounds um but and also that they would bring stuff to it that we couldn't imagine and that would only make our art the the whole piece. Better in itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a funny thing, like when people talk about diversity and stuff like that, they, they often talk about, you know, they, own, they they focus purely on the politics, which are very important and more important than the art. But I, I think that artists who are generally supposed to be concerned with making their art as good as possible and uh, should care about the aesthetic bit more mm. and think, oh yeah, it will be better if. Yeah. It will be, be more unusual kind of um, 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 uh, uh, it'll bring in new questions that you're not expecting and that's exciting and that's been it, it, not just in terms of this kind of stuff but all the way through the family tree the thing that's been exciting has been we haven't known what to expect
1: no no and i think that's what everybody who's been involved in it has got out of it as well like as much as the cast have enjoyed being in it they've enjoyed being part of its creation Right. And all those, we've had a lot of excite. The whole process of it was very exciting and a lot of the dialogue in creating the characters was very exciting.
0: Right. Because, and, and so yeah, so so we, so so we got the cast uh, and we cast people in the roles where we, like, like we just said, we swapped a couple of the genders round, we changed some things within the families here and there to make the dynamic of the people that we had work.
1: We had a pull-out, which meant changing... Uh, Nathan was going to be played by are we saying who? Uh, Yeah
0: we are
1: Nathan was going to be be played by John Henry Fallon at the last minute he wasn't able to do it so we had to get somebody else which was Joss Norris which meant that changing the the character of Nathan had been geared towards uh, John Henry Fallon in the first place so we then had to rethink Nathan a little bit in terms of what Joss would be able to bring
0: and we didn't tell Joss at all who the Past performer had been who was playing that character because uh, we knew. I mean, they know each other. It would have influenced how Joss would have played the character. He might have thought he had to be high status as as John. Uh, John would have been high status, but Jaws. They got annoyingly close names, John and Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, Jaws didn't play at high status and and took the character in a completely different way. Uh, and that was one of the things we had like character meetings with all of the cast. To work out what they wanted their characters to be, to hear their ideas of, of, of what they wanted to bring in and, and kind of agree with them, those, those kind of things yeah uh, also, what we did with the characters is we only told the people who were playing them what they
1: what their character, what would, their know. character
0: would know, and so that kind of made it a little bit like a murder mystery kind of uh,
1: It was really format. difficult to try and remember at any given moment who was meant to know what. Right. Um and I think and in fact I think the only person who ever knew everything was Mark, right?
0: To well, begin with. Yeah, initially Mark was the only person who knew everything, but during the process of writing the show or of, of making the show, of recording the show, that changed. Uh, and in yeah. fact by the end there were things that Mark didn't know no. as well.
1: No.
0: And I mean and I guess one thing is that, that you could say that we when 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 talking about casting you could say that where where what i said about we cast people from groups who are not the default the one place you could say we didn't do that was in the twins in that they're supposedly 15 year olds mm, yeah. and they're played by people who are over 15 yeah but we figured that that, that everybody has been a teenager so there'll be they would have uh, stuff to bring in to that but
1: also Melanie isn't just a teenager is she so right I think I don't think I think apart from all the complications that involving two 15 year old girls in the production would bring with it yeah absolutely apart from all of that uh, a 15 year old a a real 15 year old girl wouldn't have the adult experiences that Vera was able to bring Mm -hmm. that were necessary for her really subtle performance
0: absolutely and there was, I mean, there was a lot of really subtle performances from the actors. If you want, listen back to the show after you know the stuff, there's so much rich stuff that you can pick up from what they, what they gave in their performances. But by the time we were casting the show, we'd also started up loads of other parts of the work we were doing, right? I suppose
1: we'd started, yes, because we didn't know how we were going to... I mean, your mum was absolutely crucial.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, to
1: how it happened. But at that point, we did, to begin with, we didn't know that she was going to be prepared to very generously help us out. Um, and we were aware that we needed to pay certain people.
0: No, I think we did know. Did I, think you know that's, I think my mum mentioning to me that she would be prepared to give me a little bit of money that I would one day inherit early... Um, was part of the thing that made me go, well, I can, I can afford to, we can afford to pay performers, we can afford to pay people. And I didn't want to make a show like this if I couldn't pay people. But we wanted wanted to make the show more money than we could get from my mum. Like we, we only had a two and a half grand budget. Oh,
1: we had a no-fills budget and a ideal world
0: budget, didn't we? Yeah, right. Indeed. Um... Exactly. And so we wanted to pay our performers more than we paid them. We paid them money, and, but we would have liked to have paid them double that amount. Uh, at the No, I think three times the amount,
1: I think. I can't even remember what it was. Um,
0: so We haven't had to
1: think about it because we haven't made
0: it. No. So from the start, we were thinking, like, how can we fund it? So we were, we were looking into kind of advertising and we were looking into sponsorship and funding. And we were doing a lot of that kind of work. But we were also starting up, getting logos, yes, designed website, the website and the music. Mm. Like very, very early on, we asked for the music to be written before, and we didn't tell Alex who made the music. We didn't tell him what the show was about. We we gave him, we told him what moods we wanted, yeah, and the shape that we wanted the music to be, but we didn't tell him what the what the show was particularly about, he really wanted to know more themes, didn't he? I think we gave him a few things. Gave
1: him a few things. Yeah, I think he would have liked to have known more. But I think it's good that we didn't because, well, well for a start, because I wouldn't change anything that he's done. He's yeah. done an amazing job on the music. But also, I think uh, because the show changed so much from the beginning to the end, it would have been really limiting to to say exactly what it was and to have music written for a thing that morphed so much. Right.
0: Yeah absolutely um, but also I mean his music as well like I think one of the things I like about his music is it was kind of left field it kind of gave the the show a texture and I kind of Musical kind of identity which I don't know we would have got if he'd have been writing specifically for what we were doing it was kind of like he sent us a load of music didn't he and then Mm. we listened to it and decided which pieces we wanted him to do and then we told him how to develop them or which kind of direction we'd like things to go and then he kind of just produced a load of pieces and that was an exciting kind of thing as part of the process I think
1: yeah and because all those things happened really early on it became impossible not to do it because we'd ask people to do things we'd pay people to do things and so at the times that it became that it was its most difficult there was no choice we just had to keep going
0: Right, it took on its own momentum and that's Mm. what it is with shows like if you book the room you have to do it Mm. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing for, for this show we'd committed ourselves we didn't know like Like you said earlier on, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. I've been saying to people, it's a little bit like having a child. Like everybody says, oh, yeah, it'll be easy. It'll be fine. I'll be able to manage to slot it into my life. And then when they have a child, you often have people go, oh, my God, it's so much more work than I thought. And it's changed this and it's changed that. But because they've had the child, they have to get on Mm -hmm. with it. And it, it was very similar to that without the... You know, physical process of having a child and all of the extra responsibilities. That, I mean, nothing like that really. But it, that, no, that's a, a no. good. It's uh, a comparison. Not it, a, it's more of a yeah. It's more of a metaphor or something, yeah. isn't it? It's not really a. It's not a direct. This is what it's like. No, at the end of the day, we could turn it off and uh, watch TV. But we didn't. You
1: know.
0: <laughs> no. No. We didn't, and we couldn't. And also, there's a lot. Like, if you press, like, because we publicly said we were going to do it, you know, we had to had to do it. We had all of these people and involved.
1: Deadlines. We said
0: when we were going to put it out. Right. I mean, but a lot of the early stuff was just still was going for walks and then coming home and then writing down stuff or going to a coffee shop and writing down more ideas. And we started to kind of build up our kind of uh, notes sheets for Mm. the characters, for the plot, for how things worked, for the cuttings. And the cuttings was an idea that came out of... We really... It was an idea that was just a gimmick in a way to get more listeners. Yeah. But it didn't turn out to be cynical no, when we finally out to be worked on really, it.
1: really, I think, integral. And a lot of people... I think fewer people have listened to the cuttings than have the drama, but at the same time, those who have, the feedback we've had, people have enjoyed the cuttings at least as much as they've enjoyed the drama. Well,
0: they're part of the drama, I mm. think. I mean, some of them explicitly so. Like, some of the episodes are more... Uh, the cuttings episodes are more part of the story, and other ones are more, like, extra perspectives and thoughts around the story. But they all really the th- the story and crucially they informed us mm. when we were making the story they influenced some of our decisions that we were making in the fiction and also the idea was that it was going to be a-, a way that we could kind of get uh, guests on to talk about stuff because uh, we haven't got guests, uh, and guests are a big way of getting people to listen. But the eventual idea of it being where the character of me is processing and working out what they're doing, but talking to people about it to get to get more perspective. That that is magical realism again, isn't it? It's like the, there's the it's the fiction of me, but then there's the realism of the, what they're yeah. saying, and it and it and it's part of how the show in generally plays with. Fiction and fact.
1: And like the Cuttings it, have been a really good opportunity for that. Like having your mum talk about in the cutting, uh, uh, everything about the, that cutting with her was absolutely true, apart from the fact that she knew Mark when he was a child. Yeah, and she, and did she that acted really well. Really
0: well. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't even prep her, like we didn't even kind of consider that she'd be active. She just happened to be staying with us for a weekend, and we didn't have anything to fill that cutting because we were still were trying to plan what to put there. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, the playground, we could talk to your mum about it. And then we did. Uh, yeah well I was being, oh, you. you're being me um <laughs> <laughs> I've been myself I've been playing myself too much this year I need to be someone else But <laughs> yeah and then we just threw that into it we just like we we, we weren't even thinking or oh, we should ask her about Mark no. and then before we started you were like maybe we should ask about Mark and I said I'm just going to ask you about Mark in 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 the conversation, but if if it goes wrong, don't worry about it, Mum. It doesn't matter. And she she took a ball and ran with it. She had a whole kind of like, she kind of came back to it. I mean, that was interesting because when I was interviewing her, I also had the kind of responsibility to make sure what she was saying didn't make Mark's existence on that playground implausible. So there was a kind of element that I don't normally have when I'm interviewing real people of having to kind of like, not manipulate truth because, you know, we represented. What she said about the playground pretty much standard. Yeah, I mean although well, I
1: think the only key, the main thing that was prob- that was potentially problematic was the fact that we had we were wrong about where your dad and your mum had lived. Right. At, when we first came up with the idea, and so we structured the whole thing around Mark having lived in, uh, uh, in no, depth. your dad having lived in Deptford, yeah. which he never actually did. No. So um, <laughs> so the detail of where the play- playground actually was was potentially problematic
0: right but I mean the funny thing about that was is that you know I mean I get, the reason we got that wrong was because we were going on uh, you know a, a 92 year old man's memory uh, rather than sort of like looking into it ourselves but but you know still like it's a real place it's a real thing that happened and so you know unlike many of the things in the family tree you, you can google it you can find yes. it it's not as frustrating as the fact that uh, we couldn't really find a oak tree in St. James's Park when we went, even but though we'd done copious be. research.
1: Yeah, it says. I looked at, I've spent a lot of time looking up oak trees, and they're supposed to be in all the royal parks, including St. James's Park. Yeah. Because it's the royal tree. Right. So there probably is one there.
0: But you know in the case of our show for audio purposes the, the the tree that you could call the family tree uh is which is an oak tree in St James's Park was played by a different tree Yeah
1: I don't even know what kind of tree no. it
0: was It was a good tree It was
1: definitely a tree
0: I mean we talked to that tree yeah. I mean I definitely I've definitely imagined that tree talking to me
1: That's actually the tree I imagine when I think about the oak tree even though I know it's not an oak tree that I imagine that tree Right I remember uh walking recording the scene with Adrian and that tree and walking, like behind you guys, like with you guys gearing up to talk to have the conversation, and uh, momentarily everybody forgot which tree it was, and everybody was. Uh, I think Adrian said, "Which which one's our tree?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't know. Something about him saying "which one's our tree" made it even more
0: right. Our tree, and that starts to get into the actual process of recording. Process of recording was maybe the most exciting part of the whole process. Yeah. It's like. I mean, we did it mostly over one week, but we had a few, a couple of sessions about a couple of weeks later. And then one last session with everybody together a couple of months later. But the initial ones, we just booked in the recordings and, you know, we just did it really guerrilla. But what how we did it was you were in a different room with headphones on listening to what was happening in the room. Uh, and you had a book on your lap,
1: yeah.
0: And you were writing down notes that became the kind of canon of yeah. the show.
1: Yeah, I would have a double page spread. On on one side, I was writing things that I felt we needed to address, either either hadn't come up or had come up and needed redoing, if somebody had missaid somebody's name or something like that. Right, or whatever you want to call it later
0: on, and also things that we needed, to, to, that
1: we'll that we needed to edit later on. Yeah, and then on the other side, it was where. Things were said that needed to be fed back to other characters to make the world richer and more real. Right. So the thing that comes to mind is Zach, who was playing Ben, talking about his seal laugh. Right. Uh, and so that was that had to be noted down as as because he invented in the moment that Ben had a seal laugh and that Mark had also had that laugh. And so that's something that would have been significant to mortgage. the family. Yeah. So everybody had to know that. So that had to be noted down so that. Uh, Whenever anybody was there. That was actually not the best example because there were definitely examples that affected characters' memories or
0: plots. But it did in a way because I mean, it meant that when we did the last episode, we had to tell Zach, make sure you laugh like a seal. There were lots of like moments like that. And you know, the first one we did was Ben and Cora. And so the things that Ben said, we had to feed back to everybody else. But it was kind of like. It wrote itself, because Mm. it was kind of like an arbitrary order that we booked people in. It wasn't chronological. No.
1: In some ways, well, it definitely would have been easier if if it had been. And in some ways, there might have been strength that we didn't get that we would have got if we'd done that. But on the other hand... Some of the things that we had to then write in would never yeah. have happened if that hadn 't been the case well,
0: I think like having those obstacles to to surpass is a is a great thing for creating yeah. creating stuff, but also I think it made it more like a family as well like you 'd have the little bits of somewhat of family history and then we 'd feed it into other people, and that kind of made it much more like the shared history that they all had became more and more real as we added like more yeah. details from this place well, things or that. It was
1: like on Jane's Jane's living room, all the having all the photos that were of the children. That was a really weird detail. I didn't yeah. even know how that came up. no, you no. Know, but then really. having after it got fed back to everybody else it became an even more weird detail because everybody would comment on all these photos that she had of just
0: children. Right.
1: And especially for me, because I wasn't watching what was going on. I I could imagine Jane's living room, which was not our living room, which is where we actually were.
0: Yeah, and in that, I mean, that first one we did, we had, like, special, like, not special effects, but we had, like, the sound of cooking and stuff like that that we kind of prepared, and we, we also did, you know, we, we we went to St James's Park for the big episode uh, in the middle of the series, and we did that on the same day as we did the first episode. Yeah. though. So, you know, both of the performances by Reverend Beach were recorded on the same day, but they, in the story of the show, happened a long time apart from each other, but I think... And we did that with all of the ones where there's multiple appearances. Yeah,
1: Jane.
0: Jane was the same and also the, the twins. Appearance. Yeah. Um, and I think that that actually was better than doing it linear. Yes. Um, because it meant that they had, they'd just done the last one so they could feed feed in stuff that they'd just done and they wouldn't remember if they'd done
1: and it. And the twins were really interesting because um, Vera, who played Melanie, knew a lot more, obviously, because her character did, yeah. than uh, Lucy did, who played Melissa. And we had to, after their first, we recorded their first episode with that being the case. And then after that, we had to tell Lucy, well, we played Lucy the recording. In fact, that was how, the the way that Lucy learned who Melanie was, was by us playing the Jane's confession tape. Yeah. Which Vera had already heard, but Lucy hadn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. She found out on the day. And in fact, a lot of the performers didn't know they were signing up for a story that was going to have... At its heart, this idea of a changeling and uh, of a tree that can talk and all of these things. They thought they were kind of signing up for a mystery show.
1: I think most, or I want to say most people, I can actually only really remember Zach saying it, but I think people generally thought that it was going to be a murder mystery. Yeah. It was going to be a reality kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we said magical realists, so they could have known that there was going to be something awry, but... Uh, but but what it was, I mean, I don't think it's very easy to guess the twists that were coming in the show. I mean, that's one of the reasons we don't want to. I mean, even though this episode is spoiling things, uh, we don't want to spoil things because it's just such a part of the show to discover these weird things. At a kind of certain kind of a pace. Mm you know, we've designed it quite... I mean, we did a lot of thinking about the pacing of it and how each episode would work and, and what kind of a function every episode should do. I mean, even though we didn't write anything...
1: No, well, yeah, no, we didn't write the words, but we did write the structure.
0: I mean, although you did write the letters...
1: Yeah, so, and, yeah, I wrote the newspaper articles and the letters. And
0: I wrote the narrations, yeah. pretty much, with yeah. a little bit of improvisation around it.
1: And uh, Jos and I wrote the... Nathan quotes as well for the things that Nathan had said to various well actually Jos was probably more integral in that than I was
0: well he, he told you them, and you wrote them down, but that was very fast. That happened it on the day. Really that, that, that's the thing. there was such a variety of different kinds. Sometimes we planned things loads and then we also, but we also acted really fast in the day. and then like often we did work later to make things make sense that we hadn't quite got right yeah. at the time. So there was lots of different parts of it. and in fact, the actual way changelings worked. Um, changed during the process of yeah. making the show because we told Mark stuff that we didn't really agree with by the time we'd uh, s- stopped talking to Vera. But we but we wanted Mark to believe what... because he believed what he believed in his performance. We'd already recorded it, but also we liked that. Yeah. We realised that it was a real opportunity.
1: Yeah, for him to be wrong was, right. was really um, one of the most exciting ideas in the show. In fact, right. the fact that he tragically... Yeah, didn't achieve what he meant to achieve but...
0: he thought he was doing one thing but he was actually yeah. killing himself i mean i think the, i think when we had that moment of like oh my god if that then that means that he's killed himself yeah. and then we're
1: like he didn't
0: okay that. And suddenly he became a lot more sympathetic as well right yeah yeah i think so well yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah I mean, it's, and all of the, all of that is very complicated. And actually, like now we're talking about Mark. I don't think he did know the full story at the beginning. I think the person who knew the most of the story would be Vera, wouldn't it? Because I don't think Mark would have known who and Layla. Yeah, exactly. So Mark wouldn't know who was going. Which of the twi- he would know who was making one. Oh, of that's the, true. But he, he wouldn't know which twin. Which
1: twin? No, that's true. No, he didn't, did he? No, everybody knew different things. Um, Adrian knew quite a lot as Beach as well, but he didn't know about the twins. But he did know about right. Mark and the Changeling.
0: Yeah, and well, I mean, actually, uh, Krishna who plays Sam. Oh, Krishna knew everything. Actually, well, they they knew everything. Yeah, because by the time they came in,
1: everything had been all the spoilers. All things the had happened. Well,
0: th- one of the th- one of the things that their episode is about is having a different perspective on the entire story. Mm. And also kind of normalising that story as well. Yeah. And making it a little bit more kind of like, oh, you know, it, it doesn't all have to be high drama about this idea. Yeah. But yeah, so they knew everything. Although I think because they knew everything in one go, I think it was hard for them to process yeah, everything. <laughs> that they had to know. It definitely
1: has some trouble grasping quite what was going on at, at moments which made which it is even great, better yeah. because it's
0: kind of realistic and we had that with my dad as well because we, we you know that was a weird thing having my dad and my brother performing and in fact my brother was only performing because we weren't sure that at the age that my dad is if he could remember, all the, uh, remember details. the details but then my brother turned out to be a really important character in a different way once we got the series going, I mean I think he's, he's he's quite pivotal in how the show works, but w- what we always said with my dad, and it was definitely was the case is that if he forgot stuff, that was more realistic because yeah. that's actually how he is he's, 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 yeah. his memory's not that great, and
1: now. actually that was really helpful in making it real real as well, because as much as he forgot things, he also remembered things that he didn't really remember, which was also really right. nice as well,
0: yeah. Like it,
1: like the gate crashing the wedding that's one of my favorite details. Like there was no the, the letters said that he was invited that your dad was invited to uh, Mark and Jane's. Wedding reception, yeah, but your dad just decided that he was actually at the wedding.
0: Well, also he got <laughs> into his head that uh, that Jane was a real attractive yeah. woman, <laughs> um, which I mean, I am not saying that the character of Jane wouldn't be considered uh, attractive by some people or whatever. But uh, what was funny about that is that you know, obviously, my dad had never met this character, um, but I think it partly came from your like how you risk writ- how you wrote Mark's initial
1: mm.
0: seeing of Jane. And in my my dad's head, he just kind of remembered this the young patient. man's kind of romantic yeah. feelings towards yeah, this 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 woman, and so then he sort of like went, "Oh yeah, she's a, she's a, a attractive she's a woman." woman. <laughs> and uh, he but he kept he came back to that all the time, like, he came back. Well, I guess we did both of his performances on the same day again, yeah. so it was only on the same day. Like when we were editing it, it felt like, "Well, how the hell has he kept this in his mind?" But actually, now I'm it telling you now, that it was much. on the same day. Yeah. But he definitely had a had a he definitely focused on that, which was very realistic. Thing yeah. that my dad would do for, for better or worse, that, and that was a weird thing, mixing in the real. And and I, I had to do it all the time because one thing I didn't know when we said no. when we thought that this would ha- happen, I didn't realise how much acting I'd have to
1: do. No, we should have realised really, but for some reason.
0: Well, I just thought just playing thought myself
1: just be like I won't be acting I'll just be
0: talking to people they're the performers of course
1: you did know all the details
0: I know so I had to yeah exactly I was the only actor who had to pretend not to know things that they knew but I was also like having to perform myself in very very unlike me situations and situations I wouldn't necessarily get myself into. Or if I did, I would. Probably, I probably, think I would probably react the way that my character does. But I don't know if my character's sympathetic by the end. And I, I feel like by the end of the series, I'm not playing myself anymore. I'm playing no. a, a different version you of myself. You definitely
1: wouldn't push the characters. There's certain questions that you asked Melissa and Melanie that you wouldn't really have asked.
0: Well, with the stakes being what they were, though, I think... That's Maybe the thing. I mean I think it's I hard to imagine, isn't it? Because It's Maybe like you I think it's about you wouldn't that, have been I...
1: so confrontational. Right? You wouldn't have said to Melanie, "But you're not a 15-year-old girl, are you?" I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have. The real you would have probably approached that a little bit more tactfully.
0: Well, I don't know. I've not had a history of being tactful. I may be a bit more tactful these days. And also, I think that it's in the stress of the situation. Mm. I've been interrupted in my own house by somebody. Yeah, and also I'm. I'm I've, I've, and I've, I don't know what's real and what isn't real at the time, but I do know that the unreal things are happening.
1: Yeah, maybe you would. And
0: I think that was like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting question. Would the would the real me have done it? But I think the the me by that stage in the actual narrative, because that's the thing. It doesn't happen in the first week of of me investigating this mystery. It happens like seven months into it or whatever, like in the actual narrative of the year. Because was the other thing. We had a diary, a fake diary for the yeah. year.
1: Which was really helpful.
0: Really helpful.
1: We were constantly referring to the fake diary.
0: Yeah, like it which said like when the recordings you know, when, when the character of me was recording people rather than when the actual recordings happened, it was when the character of me was recording it. So it was like, OK, so today it's going to be in the morning, it's going to be at 10am, it's going to be on a this time of the year, whatever, it's going and to there be... there was
1: certainly late, later ones we had to say don't really refer to anything that's happening in the news. Luckily, that wasn't the case for Ben and Cover.
0: When we recorded the entire family, that was definitely part of it, wasn't it? Because when we t- recorded the entire family, we recorded that in real life mm. in July...
1: Yes. But it was, but it was in the Christmas. show. It was nearly Christmas, yeah. So we had to keep remembering that, and also the twins had had a birthday, and we had to.
0: Well, they decided they decided had, a decided that had a birthday, and we had to make, <laughs> make that sure work within the plot. Yeah, I mean that was a big part of it. Like the the the, the actors would so some of it was written in advance by us some of it was written in advance by the actor but some of it was just created in the moment improvisationally and then we went with it because that's yeah. what you do in improvisation, I mean even though it wasn't a strictly spe- speaking yes and situation, there was lots of times when I was attacking people or arguing with people or whatever like in how I would phrase my stuff and how they would phrase their stuff there was a lot of hostile witnesses that was another thing, I had, to, I had a lot more negative feedback yeah. from my guests than I normally have in a getting better acquaintance I, I was so.
1: I remember sitting out there, like being so, feeling so awkward when I think in the conversation with Ben, but also with Melanie and Melissa. Oh. Just like it was just kind of like, oh, is it gonna get any worse?
0: Right. But I mean, that was so great. What they what they brought out for those characters.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this is the thing, though. I mean, that, that, it is an interesting question, like what the, what the morality of the show is really in the end, like in the. I can see how I become a less sympathetic character as I go along. And I can see how we should all feel for Melanie and all things like that, which we deliberately put in. But there's definitely this question, like, of if changelings were real, shouldn't everybody know? Shouldn't it be, like, mm-hmm. shouted from the rooftops? Like, is it even morally right for me to just be putting it out as a fiction, uh, which is what we do in this, in the this show. It's put out as if it's a fiction, which was an idea we came up with very close to the end again uh, just a, before we recorded Christmas with
1: Krishna yeah. yeah,
0: which was great because it meant that we could refer to it and actually introduce it into Krishna's uh, episode but which was luck again because they had to reschedule that recording from a different time so mm. again like the whole the whole process has been like a, luck's been a big part of it working with what you've got's been a big part of it all of these things but yeah like in terms of the final yeah, I, I think that some people listening, and I don't know, uh, but some people listening to the show will probably think that the character of me is should be more uh, invasive, more questioning. Even when I do getting better acquainted, people are always saying, "Why don't you argue with your guests more? Why don't you ever go at your guests more?" And I think you know, some people will be like, "Well, well hopefully they'll believe that the character of me wouldn't be like that." But that some people will be like, "Get them more, get them more." Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the interesting thing about it being a real conversation is that people people are like, oh, but I want to know this thing. Why haven't you asked that thing?
0: Right. And hopefully in the second season, we'll be able to address some of those questions that people want to know. Mm. And in fact, we're going to put out an episode uh, where people uh, hopefully because that was one thing we wanted to get happening in the show that we never managed to really make take off really, was to have people ringing in and giving their theories and incorporating their theories into the show.
1: But I think it was a big ask, wasn't it? It was was such a big ask. I mean, we've lived with this idea for quite a while. Yeah. And so it was almost normalised. But to ask audiences to come up with theories about this thing that was really quite bizarre was probably a bit of a big ask.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely, it was. I think a, people need to like less freedom in some ways in order to come back with things. If you say to everybody, you know, you can do anything you want, yeah, that's hard. Whereas if you give them a few different options, then then they can come up with something. So definitely, we, we that's on us. So okay, so we've got where have we got to? We've got to the in the in the process. We've got to recording everybody. We recorded them. We had those recordings in the bank for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then came August and August was when we decided to edit the entire series as if we were like doing a job oh, it, was horrible. it was horrible it was like 10 till 6 or something every six days a week I reckon
1: yeah we had to structure in a way that would work for both of us didn't we
0: yeah so we had and to have we time have different,
1: off. different working patterns yeah yeah but because I work in a school and we decided that we needed to do it all in one go. Yeah, which I don't think we will do in not sure the future. I'm not sure necessarily a good idea. Uh, we did it in the summer holidays. So that was pretty much the entire summer holiday, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. And you mostly were doing editing... Like, your main job was to edit the conversations with the fictional characters. Mm. Uh, and my main job was to edit the cuttings. And... Uh, Then I had to record and write all of the narrations.
1: But we only even got to that point through realising that that was the most sensible way to do it. And initially we were going to work together on both of them. But we very quickly found out that while we worked together well in many ways that that was not a way in which we were going to work together well right it?
0: we've learned a lot about how we don't work well together <laughs> as much as we've learned about how we do work well together and hopefully going forwards that's a way we can yeah. maximize the ways it does work and minimize the ways it doesn't yeah. but it's definitely
1: we did have it working really well by the end I mean we were going insane <laughs> yeah. and we did need a break but we were actually in terms of working together we were
0: fine by the right and there was a lot of like without Dropbox and two different computers I don't we wouldn't have got it done no there was so much work to do. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of going forwards, when we're when we're planning series two and and series three or whatever coming up, we're going to think in terms of making it like well, that was another thing. It was a big ask for audiences to listen in some ways to two episodes a week of a show, mm-hmm. even though it was only for twelve weeks. It's still like over twenty. Like, it's a lot of time to find twenty four episodes is what the season is, the first season. And it's great, and people should totally listen to it. Um, but it's... And, the, like, absolutely, people should go back and listen from episode one, you know, now, if you haven't already.
1: But now you can do that in your own time. Because exactly. Because if you were trying to keep up in real time, which some people were, then it was quite a lot of time to find...
0: Right, it meant that as the series went on, different people would be in different places who'd be talking to us. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've just listened to episode three. It, I feel this, and somebody else would be. I'm listening to episode seven, and it's really good. It's this. It was a big ask for us as well. We we asked a lot of ourselves and from our listeners, yeah. and I think it's worth it. It's so worth it. Like, I'm proud of this show yeah. without a doubt, and it's like such a good experience. I think. I mean, it's been a great experience for us. Like, we've we've experienced it too. Yes, um, as well as... and I've
1: learnt, I think we've probably both learnt a lot, but I've learnt so much, so many skills that I didn't have that I've learnt. So not only the sound editing, but also directing, such as it has been. It's been very uh, laid back, kind of kind of collaborative directing, but at the same time, that's not something I've had experience of.
0: Right, and you stepped up to it too. Like I was a bit worried because you are a quiet person and an introverted person and quite intimidated by telling people what to do, who aren't children, yeah. that you wouldn't be able to bring yourself to step up. But you totally, totally did.
1: Mm. Yeah, which was a really good thing for me to learn Yeah, and, and to do. Well, like, it
0: was a, we had to trust each other, basically. Yeah, We had to just go, right, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, we'll do it, it'll happen. You had to trust that I would be able to perform.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had to trust that you'd be able to direct.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, and we were right, we made the right decision, but I'm sure that both of us had moments of like... Is this going to work? Definitely. That
1: for it? me, the moment, um, the the most sort of, oh, my God, can I even do this? What is even going on? Was, the moment for me was when we, with the dinner party scene, we'd rented the room at the Candid Cafe, and the cast were arriving, and we wanted to get them coffee, but the only way to get coffee was to go a while away. So one of us had to do that, while the other one had to sort of do the brief and the introduction and all of that. And you went to get the coffee. So I was kind of leading this discussion about what we wanted to get out of the episode and what the characters,
0: where the characters were. And
1: I was just thinking, oh, my God, what am I even doing? What is this?
0: But it should have been you, because you were the one who was keeping the book. Well,
1: that's why it was me. And it was fine. And, And now I, you know, these are all people, I think, did I know anybody? I knew Adrian. I don't think I knew anybody else until, and now I know everybody, but at the time I didn't. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, I'd be more. I was more comfortable by the dinner scene than I would have been at the beginning of the process, and I'm even more comfortable now right. doing that. But
0: so we spent a whole month editing. We edited enough to like we we, we we managed to scrape in a holiday at the end of it, just like by the skin of our teeth. But we hadn't actually done as much as we'd intended to before we went on holiday. There were still a few things to finish off, and yeah, you lost two whole
1: episodes. Lost.
0: Yeah, you lost two episodes. I feel bad for you. I've lost so many episodes over the years, but I didn't lose any episodes during this process, whereas you lost two.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so you had to edit them again uh, in between then and when they went out. Uh, But we also still had to do final edits on the episodes, didn't we? So we, we got into a routine on Sundays of we would upload the episodes in the morning. Uh, and then we would go out for listening walks separately to listen to the podcast because we wanted to listen to them in the out in the world where the kind of sounds that compete for your attention are happening. Uh, because a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're commuting or moving around the world. Um, so we would both go out separately, listen and then meet up together in a coffee shop at the end and go free notes and then come back home. And make the final edits normally yeah so this is the first sunday we've actually had off
1: yeah apart from i mean a few over christmas that you don't really count don't class as yeah. the same kind of sunday but this is the first normal sunday and it was so nice yeah reading a book
0: yeah 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 right but then but at the same time we're still for the first sunday we're having off yeah we're sitting down and recording them.
1: this is different. Though. it's not this isn't stressful
0: and then, so yeah, so and and also, of course, the the all of the other work that was happening as well was lots of admin, lots of sending out press releases, lots of trying to get promotion. You had to learn how to use Hootsuite, which oh is oh my
1: god, I hate that program.
0: It's horrible as well, um, but it's a, it's a program that helps you to program tweets and stuff like that. And that was a big part of why it was always horrible to upload the episodes or the cuttings, wasn't it? Because yeah, the
1: actual uploading is fine. It's probably about half an hour job, right? And the write ups and all that It was like it was all lined up, ready to go. But to program (laughs) Hootsuite for to come from all the different accounts,
0: yeah. And because we're not paying for premium Hootsuite or whatever, we can we have to do every single one separately. We can't. But also,
1: we couldn't do it across the board anyway because what we as real life people can say about the show is different, is different from what, from what, from the, what show the show can say. can say because the show wait so I still haven't fully got that <laughs> <laughs> well it no, became wait.
0: easier because from the point of view of the show the show is saying that it's a fictional drama right so well it...
1: but what it couldn't what we could do as people yeah. was tag in the actors right and wanted to do that yeah. and needed to do that but the show couldn't do that the show couldn't so they couldn't be it's not like the same tweet could go from all of the accounts and also i'm kind of pleased that it couldn't i don't i didn't really like it it felt spammy to say the same thing all over the place
0: yeah <laughs> So I mean, yeah. So and so the, that was the, the final proce- part of the process. Was that and it literally basically meant that the whole year we were doing the family tree all, all times time. There was always deadlines. There was always stressful things. There was always new things to learn. There was always a situation mm-hmm. of like, oh no, we're not going to get it done in time, or is yeah. this going to work? Or and was it's, that it work? was. It
1: was fun when it was. The main thing was the ideas. It was really exciting when we were, all our time would be family tree, but we were processing ideas and thinking about the plot. And yeah, that was nice. That, that was all really nice. But once it became a purely about admin, it was just like, am I even really looking forward to Sunday?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. that, that There's all of this unknown about particularly uh, side of podcasting that is not so fun and does take a lot of time out of your life. And also we've been doing a lot of this stuff. Like, I think, like, we've been slowed down by having, you know, not the best kit, not the best situation mm. uh, in terms of our kind of, you know, our internet connection speed or whatever, these sorts of things. Like, it's taken a lot of time, a lot more time to do stuff than if we were mm. kind of super rich and able to have, like, the Although newest, we would fastest, have lost things. Bestest. Like, um,
1: if we had... So at one time we were in discussions with Audible, weren't we, about uh, possibly going... Well, they were interested in the idea, and yeah. they they we did talk. We did have meet, a meeting about them taking the idea and producing it for us, basically. Yeah. Which, in some way, it were, in the end, we didn't because um, we wanted to keep our cast and our pro, which we already had by then, and that wouldn't necessarily have been the case. But this, the other thing that would have happened, although the sound quality would have been better, it would have been studio sound, which would have been very different to what
0: yeah we actually had. exactly. And it would have been behind a paywall as well. It would have been not public facing so although we would have had you know we, we maybe would have reached more people but we wouldn't have had the potential to reach everybody no and that's like
1: we would have been paid there would have been yeah that.
0: there might have been some money <laughs> in, 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 in and so it was a difficult thing for us to make the decision to do I think uh, we already had the recordings in the bag. though, so There was no question we would be able to go with anybody that wasn't going to use the performers we'd already recorded.
1: I don't know. I think we that only had a couple make... of recordings in the bag. But what we did have in the bag was all the character development that had only happened because of the people that we had right. involved. They'd written it, so yeah. you couldn't have couldn't, anybody else. We weren't else. going to leave anybody behind. And also,
0: it, it, not that Audible necessarily would have said not to use them, but there was an indication that they might.
1: Yeah, if they'd got, I think, I think there was a strong indication that if they found a, a big name, that would have got. a lot of listeners or money or whatever yeah, yeah, so yeah. they would have brought
0: them in and we wouldn't want and to do that at that point because we well they're co-writers yeah they're it, not... it wasn't
1: even a, yeah because
0: one of the things we wanted to experience was the process of show running and so that involves having other collaborators coming in and bringing their ideas and you can't then just take those collaborators out no once you've used their ideas you can't do that i mean no. you can but it's not right
1: it's not right and it wouldn't have produced the best work although Audially, maybe it would have produced better work because it would have had maybe better yeah. sound editors or better equipment or whatever. And it wouldn't have produced the best story because the best story could only have been produced by the people involved in it.
0: And they Batman. weren't being bad to us, they were being really nice to us. Audible were, were really nice to us to have them to, uh, to 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 have us in to talk to yeah. us and to discuss the project. And they were very enthusiastic. And it was very tempting. And they, and they were anyway, very nice yeah. to us. Um, and I think. If we'd have been in a different position in a different project,
1: well, I think what we said was if we'd
0: started, started with, with them, them,
1: then it would have been great. But the, yeah. the problem was we were too far into the process, and
0: we'd already dived in, and yeah. so the the, the the show was already creating itself. And so we didn't, I, I don't know, in, in some ways during the process, it felt like you know, this, this show is not really in our hands, like it's making itself, yeah, it's creating itself. Um, and we're just kind of it's custodians looking after yeah. it, making sure it's still that like it goes in the right directions that it wants to go.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean it's kind of been a bit like pruning a, a hedge or like making a sculpture or whatever. Like the the substance is there; we're just making it kind of like look how it wants to look, like how it how it should look. Yeah. Um, so turning down Audible was a. I think we did that. We we turned down Audible in the middle of. The process of rec- I think we we went to see them in the middle of the recording week didn't Maybe we? or we the two did. weeks we were recording because the
1: recording week was also structured around the school holidays, which was the Easter holidays. Right. So probably it was around then. Yeah, it I was think It was definitely that's right. a, a work day because I remember we, sort of it was weird going into the city and going into a you know
0: a an different yeah exactly an office
1: where people were working.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that was the thing that the the show had to be. Very, organized around the the times that you could do around your job. Mm. And so that meant it was weekends, it was holidays, and it was evenings. Mm. Like Thursday evening was pretty much a a family tree night.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Because we would upload the the cutting that night. Um, And then we'd often have a couple of evenings we'd have to do other family tree work. And it's, you know, there's just been two of us doing all that stuff. And neither of us really expected to be doing all that stuff last year.
1: No, and it's just as well because I don't think we would have we wouldn't have done it if, if we'd known how much work it was going to be.
0: No, but so, now we have to do a season two because we know that, that, that we, we know what we want to make. yeah you know we're not going to spoil a season two for you guys, um, but we have a lot of ideas.
1: but the, the making process is going to be very different, and I think um, already we, we've got the ideas, but we have taken a much gentler start to the year which was necessary
0: yeah and we're not running we, we, we don't have to rush it as well we'd like no. to, we don't want to rush the show we took a year to make this one uh there's no reason why season two is going to come out well it is going to come out sooner than a year probably but it's a different process we, yeah we, this is it's not really starting it now it's already there
1: yeah well yeah i mean a lot of the work we'd have to develop the Sullivan family or anything now that right. they're there
0: When it first came out, it got a really good review on the AV Club. Uh, It has had quite a lot of listeners, but it it definitely hasn't, like, kind of gone viral. But, I mean, Helen always says audio very rarely goes viral. But, so, we definitely need people to tell people about it, uh, to get people to listen to it, to share it around. And also, if we're going to make season two, it'd be really great if people could... Uh, support us on Patreon, uh, and
1: which has been the people who have done that so far has been really, really helpful so because it's helpful. meant that we do have some money behind us to start season two. Exactly, which was going to be a lot more difficult without that. So thank you if you are one of the people absolutely, who
0: have us. and we so we need people to sign up to Patreon. We need people to, uh, to to listen to the show and to share the show and to tell people about it because I, I don't know, like I don't think anything else like it is out there is it i mean i don't think so there's
1: there's things that cross in certain ways but i don't think that this particular amalgamation of
0: this combination no there's loads of other really great audio dramas out there we're certainly not saying that we're like unique in the fact that we're an audio drama Uh, it's more just the yeah it's the fact and fiction it's the long form conversation style Mm. um you know it's and it's 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 some elements of the magical realism, how they work within it,
1: it and the impro- improviseness. The
0: improvisationalness, yeah. yeah. The 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 way it sort of tries it to sound as real as possible, mm. but at the same time introduces very unreal ideas in.
1: Yeah. Um, Which I think is something that we've all. I don't want to speak for the cast, but I think it's something that I would think that everybody's really enjoyed
0: about it yeah that. well the, but the, although the problem that we all have is that it's not a show you can really sell to people because you don't want to spoil it no and it's really hard to get people to listen to something if they don't know what to listen to and that's been tricky as well like trying to get the you know trying to get depressed to listen to it mm-hmm. or to give us write-ups or whatever and then and then and similarly if, if you don't kind of spell out what the show is it can be misunderstood so mm. we very early on we had a preview uh on a cbc show uh which is a canadian uh radio station the the one just like the bbc in, in 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 canada and they presented it as if it was uh real as mm. if it was a real investigation um and some people who listened to it partly as a result of that possibly didn't know that it wasn't real no. No. Uh, and so that's a kind of complicated thing. We don't want to mislead people, but we do want to create this kind of tantalisingly tasty sense of what's real, what isn't. Mm. Cause yeah. that's what, I guess that's what the best stuff, the, the stuff that we both really like does that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
0: It doesn't have to be magical realist to no. do that. Just this like... sense of mixing the fantastic and the, and the real. Like lots of stuff does that that isn't officially magical realist. If you think of the TV shows we, we like, and I think that's the thing. Like magical realist is in a way, it's a it's a phrase we've come up to describe it because you have to find a phrase to describe things, but mm. it's not quite right about anything. Like what we really want is to make. I mean, I don't know, just to like just to make things juicier. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just think. The really, you make something. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't. I don't know how to say it other than how we, what you just said. Really. Yeah. If you want to tell a fantastical story, putting it in the real world makes it just much more exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and also more like newer, as I think. Yeah,
1: and also more relatable. Like it, it, it has something to say about reality. If you, well, it has something to say about reality. If you don't put it in reality, but right. somehow it's because it's more relatable. It's. Yeah, I just like lowering that boundary. Like, I like hearing when people have thought it was real. I mean, I don't want to dupe anybody exactly, but it, it's also nice when you you hear that somebody believed.
0: it. Yeah, I mean, in fact, you've done that before, haven't you? Because you did, you wrote a piece that I that we did it that I had put on at Stand Up Tragedy with, mm. for an actor to do a, a piece of writing as if it was real, and then say yeah. at the end it wasn't.
1: Yeah, somebody. Um, on the whole, it went down very well, but I think somebody was quite offended, weren't they? Um, and that was that made me think about it in a way I hadn't before, so I'm kind of pleased to have had that experience, and I feel a bit bad about anybody who felt that they were duped. But I also really like having convinced people by that story, and that, you know, it was, it was told that it was fiction at the end. Yeah, but... it
0: was clear. Mm. I mean, there has to be a certain amount of, like, if someone misses something then sometimes that people just miss stuff. Yeah. You can't get everything right. But we've certainly tried really hard to think about how to make our audiences not get duped, uh, which is why we were very frustrated when CBC mm. uh, did dupe them yeah. uh, on our behalf. Although uh, to, if we got extra listeners from that, then I guess that may have been a, a good thing for us. I think
1: on the whole it was,
0: but yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, I mean... What else do we need to say? I mean, what else should we say? I mean, if you haven't listened to our podcast, I, uh, I don't know if any of this conversation will have really made that much sense. We didn't really fill you in on exactly what we meant about things we were spoiling. We just talked about the process from our point of view. Well, yeah. Um, but if you haven't listened to the podcast, do. And if you have, then please get other people to listen to it.
1: And also, I think, I don't want to tell people to listen to it again, but I think if you enjoyed it, if your experience on the whole of listening to it was an enjoyable one, then I think it probably is worth going back and listening again because I think if you know hmm. the story, you can really appreciate what all the actors, but particularly uh, Vera and uh, Layla, brought in. The stuff that their characters knew that they were not saying.
0: Right. And Beach, Beach as well. And Beach, yeah. yeah, so uh, Adrian. Yeah. If we're going with the actors' names. Yeah. Well and just like there's so much there's so much work and detail that's gone into this. And it, the thing is, it's very easy for me to be enthusiastic about this show because it wasn't just me. So when I'm talking about the work and the detail, I'm not bigging up my own work and my own detail. I'm bigging up Jen's work and Ben Jen's who's Ben? Oh <laughs> Jen's work and Jen's uh, detail and the performers' work and the performers' detail and Alex who made the music's work and his mm-hmm. detail and even you know Ruben who made the, the the family tree logo which although it was based on a logo that I sketched out it, it it's better than I sketched out for sure like and it's become he I think
1: it really it has worked as a logo it's really. Um, it's going to stay it's the it is the logo of the family tree it 's become part of the
0: well the logo the itself changes its meaning as mm. the as the series goes on, which is quite an exciting thing to have in a logo yeah, and also what the family tree means. Has certainly changed as the, as the series has gone Can you remember how
1: we came up with the title? I remember that it was difficult coming up with the title. And oh. then when we hit on it, it was like, oh yeah, that's it. But I can't remember the process. I
0: don't know. We did take a long time a really trying to long work time. it out. And also the logo, all of these things. Like we spent a long time working yeah. out every bit. And a lot of that was on walks and a lot of that was a lot of fun. Um so the, those are the bits that have been really good like for us as people and as us as a relationship the stuff that's been really horrible for us as people and us as a relationship has been the rest of it like the work part the, the editing <laughs> the editing and the admin yeah the performance and the creation. creation and the writing are the lovely bits but the other stuff's not 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 fun but we uh but we want to do it again uh and since we want to do it again uh totally again as i say Uh, people signing up to Patreon would be really amazing you can just choose how much you want to give but also one of the good things about it is we'll give you extra audio content we'll give you some memorabilia from the show and stuff like that and as we go forwards, there'll be new ideas that we'll we'll stick in Hmm. uh, and and throw throw out for up to people who are supporting us and you know small amounts really do help um yeah I mean are you glad we made this show
1: yeah, no, I totally am. I mean, it's been quite a year, and it's been very difficult in some ways. But I don't know what I would have been able to create this year without it. Probably nothing in its entirety because of the way life is at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm super glad I have made it, and I've learned so much, so many new skills, and yeah, I, I think I'm a
0: yeah. That's really. I mean, I feel that way too. I feel like I've learned a hell of a lot, and I. I mean, I I don't know if I even feel like maybe at the end of it, I feel like I know less about audio than I thought when I was going in, but maybe that's a bit more accurate, and so that's a good thing. Um, But just generally, like performing it has been—it's been really great to realise I can do that, Mm. to 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 realise that there was so much acting involved, and then to—I'm not going to say nail it because I don't know, but I—I
1: think you did. (laughs) Yeah, I, think Certainly, I definitely forgot how difficult it was for you because you were doing such a good job of it all the time. And you would get really stressed out before a recording. And <laughs> I had to remember that you were acting as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a different thing going into each recording because I was acting and mm. you were re- directing and there are different things to prepare for and they are mm. different uh, processes to be in. And you know it was a, it was a joy of acting with the actors as well because they're such good actors and such good improvisers that it was really a joy for me to perform with them to have that kind of stuff to work off. Um, I'm definitely glad that I did it. I think I, I also I, what I'm glad about is how how it turned out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know what we imagined really, but I don't think this was quite it. It's much more than what we
0: imagined. We much could more. Yeah more is is right like and that's why you know that's the thing it's 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 a it's an unfamiliar format I think for people Mm. and it might take a little bit of time for them to listen to get into it to work out what it's doing how it works um not for everyone some people will immediately listen and get into it but I feel like if you do the work it really will reward you And it's a pretty pleasant kind of work to listen to conversations and try and work out what people think. But it's less of a... You can't just sit back and relax as much. You have to pay a little bit more attention than the lot of kind of art that you listen to. And not all podcasts are like that. Like, Like, for example... I used to love listening to Radio Lab, but I very rarely listen to Radio Lab now because that requires a lot of attention for me to follow all of the story, mm. whereas I like to listen to things I could have a little bit more in the background so, you know as a general rule um so I get that that it's it's a big ask to ask from people but I think if 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 you can if you've got the time to listen to our show it's it's worth it. Uh, and there's other there, there, you know, there's podcasts out there that I'm listening to that I have to put the work in and put the effort in and I love them and they've changed my life. Um so hopefully uh this is this is a show that can do that for other people.
1: But I think to answer to go back to your question, even if nobody listened to this I'd still be proud of it.
0: If nobody listened to it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean obviously that would be bad. <laughs> I'm not saying that's like the ideal world, but I still think it's a good piece of work and right. if, if And I still, I'm glad that I did it. Even if nobody listened to it, I'd still be pleased that I created it. Much like I'm still pleased that I created my novel, even though the only people who've read it are the people I asked to give me feedback (laughs) on it.
0: Yeah, but that said, I mean, you are still getting your novel out there for people. Like, you you are still sending it out to people. Oh yeah, I've not given up on it. And you haven't given up on it. But I'm still... But you're proud that you did it. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Because I've had that same experience Mm -hmm. with the novel myself. Of like, I remember when I wrote... Uh, credit like I remember I went and had a cigarette outside the house after I finished and then I came back upstairs and talked to you and I was like if it never gets published I don't care because I'm proud of it but that was a moment that only lasted for me for a moment oh
1: yeah it's definitely not a a consistent feeling
0: (laughs) yeah right but if I had
1: to boil it if I had to say ultimately then yeah
0: but if people want to represent you, uh, either as a, an agent or if you happen to be an I do need one. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you happen to be an agent, I'd love one too. Uh, just someone to like help me to get jobs that are about me making stuff rather than jobs that are about me doing admin. Uh, I don't mind doing admin for the family tree as as much as I mind doing admin that uh, is not from the family tree. So yeah, any agents that wanna represent my storytelling and my fiction and, and all of those kind of things, do do get in touch.
1: <laughs> I think that might be there. Time to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I think so. So the last thing that I ask uh, my guests to do is to say goodbye to the audience. Uh, the, the the family tree podcast can't really do that, but I guess the, you can.
1: The oak tree uh, dropped all its acorns, so I can't <laughs> say anything there. Yeah,
0: I can talk in leaves these days.
1: Not now. It's winter. It's oh. Dropped all it's, its. It's currently in its silent season.
0: Yeah, I can't talk at all now. I no. guess.
1: No. Well, I don't know. Well, still warming. global warming. Global warming
0: means there's still leaves up in the trees, so it's a bit more tricky. Yeah,
1: maybe it can. Well, anyway, it, it's not
0: here, so... So we better say goodbye to the audience, does Bye, everybody. Goodbye. You can find The Family Tree at www.thefamilytreepodcast.co.uk You can... Follow Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can like it on Facebook, www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk is one place you can find it. And remember, there are lots of ways to get better acquainted.